There we go. Yay. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lisa Colucci. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you. Hello. 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 Always happy to have you with me. Um, okay. <laughs> so as I'm waiting for my, my screen, oh, there we are. Okay, we're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so today we thought we would talk about what it looks like to lose yourself in a toxic relationship with a narcissist um, and how to sort of start to get yourself back. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. this is jerry Seinfeld. Ooh, okay yeah dated myself there okay <laughs> hey shelly all right everybody so as we are down street up in the house so let's just start talking about it so <laughs> one of my arms keeps disappearing i don't know what to do about it so just ignore that um <laughs> okay so uh, i don't know about you guys hey peggy um i don't know if, about you guys but when we are going through toxic relationships personally I mean, I'm not even entirely sure that I ever found myself. <laughs> Hold on a minute before we, we carry on. Um, there is information in the description of this video if you're looking for ways to get in touch with us, subscribe to channels, mm -hmm. um, sign up for our text list so that we text you before we go live, all that good stuff. Check the description. Hello, Crystal. Hello, Fatima, Debbie, Alinsi. We have two people from the mod squad in the house, and I'm sure the others are on the way. Anywho, <laughs> filling right up there. Okay, Lise. Let's talk about it. So when you were in a toxic relationship, well, let me let me start here. I'll, I'll say this. I know Lisa and I both had different things in our childhood, but both had some trauma, put it that way. I think mostly some, well, we'll just say enough childhood trauma. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then as we grew up, we ended up in toxic relationships. Personally, I found myself, um, I didn't really even know exactly who I was <laughs> uh, in the first place. I had an idea, but I also knew that that person was not acceptable I, I wasn't to my family and everyone around me. Um, and so then as it, I became an adult, it, I noticed that I would start to hide things about myself very early. Like I, I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. And my mother said, artists don't make any money. Focus on other things. At second grade, I said this. And she, she was like, artists don't make any money. You need to do something more, you know, da, 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 whatever. So, so I would sneak around and do my art stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. starting very early. And then of course, as I started to kind of find myself once I moved out, um, went to college, things like that. I started to to date people and be with different people, and I would I would hide more and more parts of myself. And so mm -hmm. it took me a really long time after I got divorced to even figure out who the heck I was and to be unashamed and unabashedly anti. <laughs> right? How about mm -hmm. you? Can you did you experience anything like that? Oh yeah, I mean very similar. There's a knowing hiding and then there's the unknowing hiding. There's the stuff you're hiding and you know you're doing it and you're like, why am I doing this? Right. Shame. You have this horrible, horrible feeling of pressure almost to make sure you keep that thing secret or hidden. And it almost doesn't feel bad to be hiding. It almost feels like that is you. Like yes. it's, it's really weird, right? Like it's yes. not. And and then when you think about it, five, 10 years later, you're going, why was I hiding that? <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. So what? I drew pictures, you know, like, yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. So there's that. And then there's also the, the, the parts of self that are who we are. Basically mm -hmm. what I mean by that is how we interact with the world, how yes. we experience the world. Not some, not only the things we do like and don't like, but truly what, who we are, our own actual opinion, our own actual self that's so covered up because of what we were taught and programmed. Yes. Because how have... can you see the world like clearly if you mm -hmm. were taught you're not worth anything? You're right. always going to see the world through that filter. Exactly. And that filter, in some ways, <clears throat> might be the narcissist's perception, right? Because oh, they yeah. do. Yeah, it came right. from somewhere. We aren't born with that filter, is what I say. No one's born, Absolutely. no baby's like, comes out and like looks at the world and goes, oh my gosh, I hate myself. Right. That doesn't right. happen, right? Yeah. Totally. And on the same token, I think they tell us who we are and we start to believe them. <laughs> no, anybody else? If, oh, you, yeah. if you've been told yeah. who you are by a narcissist, I, I know you have, <laughs> but everybody here in the, in the chat, say yes right now. If you've been told who you are by a narcissist, mm -hmm. that is something that I could never... I still, to this day, if I hear anybody tell me who I am, I'm like, excuse me? I mean, unless you're saying awesome. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> but, or things that are true. I, yeah, it's, 
and, and it's almost it's not impossible to build your self-esteem while you're still in the relationship, but it certainly isn't as, as it's not, it's never easy ever, but when no, you're still, no, right. If, if there's, if you're still in with them, then yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to, okay. So let's, let's talk about how depersonalizing it is, which I know depersonalization is a thing, uh, but that's not exactly what I mean. I mean, do you ever find yourself when you're in I mean, did you, and personally, at least, did you ever find yourself like, almost like you look in the mirror, but you're not really there? <laughs> like you are there, obviously, you're not a vampire, but. <laughs> yeah, so well. <laughs> Maybe so <I> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. Um, I don't know if it was a mirror. Actually, well, not necessarily it wasn't a I mean, mirror, but for me, what it is, is when I'm experiencing something uh-huh. in life and I feel like I disappear that's right right it's the same thing but it's not in a mirror but but the mirror was for me was just a metaphor no some people actually have that like looking at their face in the mirror like who are you you know i felt that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and feel like you're not there Mm -hmm. right yeah Yeah. and and in addition to that the mirror of it all i think the um i I mean just like you said the disappearing how many times have you felt alone in a crowded room Oh my gosh. Oh. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mess. And I think, yeah, I, I definitely, I see this in the chat. People are, are on the same page and Ellen says, and she's been told who she is not. Yes. And who the hell, sorry, who the hell right. you? You tell us, <laughs> right? Who we are. Well, and, they're and- very limiting people, right? They're not there to help you meet your potential. They're there right. to keep you in their delusion. So yeah. Yeah. And in, in the place you need to be according to their narrative. Right. And at first you, you argue, don't you? Early in the relationship, if it's yeah. not a parent relationship, you argue, you're like, what do you mean? That's not who I am at all. But eventually they beat you down so much that I think you end up like, uh, okay, hold on. Like um, somebody said, yeah, Mystique says they tell you, she, they, he would tell her what she was thinking or feeling. I've experienced that often. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love to tell us how we are feeling, says Druid. Yeah, that's the thing. And they they decide who we are at any given moment if we're still with them. And even if we're not. And but but the thing that we forget or sometimes don't even consider is that they might perceive us however they do. That's because of their own nine times out of ten projecting their own bullshit. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking that. Right? I was, yeah, I was picturing how like I know one in particular that they will project basically they will criticize and which is a projection but the yeah. criticism is in the form of stating what the other person's intention is yes i can see that you're not thinking about the other people in this blah 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 you know like you're not thinking about the children when you do the, 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 the. right actually right. It has nothing to do with like that's not even relevant right because they're projecting and telling you what to think what your intention is what you think and what you feel and they can literally take that much and turn a nice gesture, like, I don't know, you bring them a cup of coffee, right? Oh, yeah. And then they go, I told you I was trying to quit drinking coffee, even though they've had coffee the last 75 days right. in a row. I already <laughs> had my coffee. Why? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Trying to make me fat? Are you trying to make me are you whatever to they make yeah. up? Right. Um, and that's a silly example, but it literally is that ridiculous sometimes. Right. Yes, Barbara, that is gaslighting to tell someone what they're thinking and feeling. And then projection yes. is a form of gaslighting when they, pro- yes. well, no, projection is not a form. Projection as used by narcissists is can a be, yes. can be a form of gaslighting. Yeah. 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 Like in that case where you're telling, they're telling you. And so, yes, they are projecting often, not always. Sometimes they're just being, sure. just think, saying the worst thing they can. Right. Mm-hmm. They have no, um, no limits to which they will not stoop. Um, and she, Barbara adds that sometimes the more people are who are around you, the lonelier you feel. And that was, I guess, re- regarding. I'm going to go back up to the upper part here. Let's see. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty much okay. Um, I think that's an important point. Is that you know when you go into a room and you feel completely alone, and there's five or ten or God knows how many other people there. Yeah, you absolutely the lonely fa- and maybe it's not just us okay but i i definitely remember feeling that as early as grades you mm-hmm. know being like separate from everyone and i think that's partially because of you know being raised 
with certain opinions about myself that I later learned were not my own opinions. Mm-hmm. Right? right? It's like exactly they were they they are telling you what to think and feel about who you are. Yes. So it's not some it's not even just you know um, you should do this or you should do that. It's you are this, you are that, yeah. and you're yeah. not this and you're not that. Right. Which you is may think you want to be that, but that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, Crystal said she got it growing up from and from her toxic siblings. Yeah. And that's the thing. Oh, Mystique. I didn't even, I almost didn't even know who I, I didn't know who I was anymore. He almost drove me crazy. Yeah. These are, and Melissa let go of a friend for doing that for, mm-hmm. that she'd had for 25 years. I, I recently had a similar experience. <laughs> uh, only like 23 years, but still the same thing. <laughs> Long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and okay. Okay. Uh, Melissa said something I am trying to, she, she basically said, and I can't, here it goes. I still feel guilty sometimes, but then I shake my head and carry on because they want us to feel guilty, right? They want us to. Oh yeah. You've been trained to feel guilty. You've been told that you're, even if it's in nonverbal, you've been given cues that you are the one who's supposed to be the emotional fixer of your family or your group of people or with your partner yeah, or or friend or whoever it is. And, and you've been given these signals and you've taken it on because it's the only way to stay safe, especially if it happened as a little kid. Exactly. And so you do it and you go, it is, I mean, even just yesterday, I was doing something that I didn't want to do Mm. um, at all. And everyone else was just sort of playing. And I'm like, wait a minute, I did it again. I just yes. did it again. And I started laughing. I'm like, okay, this one's on me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pull, I gotta like catch it before I do it. <laughs> but really, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and, and this, this point is very valid. Okay. What you were saying, what, oh, and one more thing really quick. Let me go back to Melissa's thing. But before that, Peggy says, they not only tell you what you feel and think, but what you should feel and think. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but Melissa, back to Melissa's point and what you just said, still feeling guilty sometimes, shake it. This, this is real. If you, especially if you grew up with them, even if you have them in your, in your life for a long time, right? But uh, feeling like, for example, I still sometimes stop. Like if I, if I find myself talking too much about myself, even when people are directly asking me oh, questions, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like, no, let's talk about you. Uh, but then, excuse me, my nose is itchy. Um, but then, if I find myself, um, okay, anything from my childhood, like that, uh, here's one the parental alienation issue. I only talked about it publicly for the first time ever this year, I think, where I actually <laughs> spoke about it. And, and the reason is because I spent so many years, like, even though I was healing and I knew and I was better. And I understood that all the things were wrong. I didn't, I couldn't get it out of my head that I needed to not spill everyone's secrets, even though they were about me. <laughs> right. you know? And I, I, I still feel kind of weird talking about it right now, what happened to me growing up because uh, of that. Right, oh. right. Well, yeah, there's a, it's like a dome of shame they place over you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like you're very, for me, it was my very existence. Mm-hmm. That was a problem because mm-hmm. I didn't have the right parents on the, I don't. It, it doesn't <laughs> make sense to the logical brain. This is the thing. Yeah. It's not, the point is none of this was ours. None of it's exactly. yours. It never right. was you. It never was about you, right. believe it or not. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. People don't know it. I, I didn't know. I knew logically, yeah. but my heart was like, no, well, maybe, maybe I just won't say anything right now. <laughs> but I. Yeah, I didn't even know I was allowed to be angry until about a year ago. So, oh, we have Chris in the house. Chris, welcome, welcome. Our, yeah, very good. Okay. Um, sorry, go ahead, please. Where you talk? Oh, I don't remember what we're saying. Um, okay. I guess I'd say I'd get go to the next question, which is how in the world do you figure out who you are when you were taught you're something that you're clearly not? Right. And how do you right. even know the difference between who you are and what you're, ex- so basically we're walking through life and we're like, but this is how I am because of my trauma. This is how I am because of this. This is how I am. How do you know that's how you, who you are and how do you know what, 
You know what I mean? Like, where did I, you... yes. Yeah. And this is why I almost call this stream the existential crisis. Right. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. Right. Because I, when I went no contact with my mother, I spent a long time going, wait a minute. Do I believe what I think I believe? <laughs> and it sounds funny, but yeah, no, it's yeah. Every whole life. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, do I really think this way, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever. And things you've believed for your whole life, you have to re-examine. And there, my friend, in my, my opinion, <laughs> that is where the whole silver lining comes in. Because if you, once you get past the fact that you lived a lie <laughs> for your whole life, which sounds hilarious, and I'm mad about it sometimes. I'm not always laughing about it. But once you get there, um, then you kind of start to, you can decide is the thing. You can decide. There you go. You make choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. can, am I that? Do I want to be that? Yes, no, whatever. You can do whatever you choose to do is my point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, there's a, there is acceptance and knowledge and understanding of what, what you lived through and who you were with, um, who you were around, who raised you. Yes. Were toxic people that they had, they had their agendas, they had their mm -hmm. own disorders that creates chaos around them. And, and, and so there's all of that and you can go, okay, then what? But mm -hmm. I now, I now carry the trauma. So right. there has to be, in my opinion, a willingness to be open to the fact that you're something different. Yes. And that, that's like, how do you get that? So I stay, stay in the question. Yeah. In the question of, of I, who are you? I don't know. Who am I? Who am I'm I? I'm working on it. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it's really an interesting question because also, you know, are you the person, are you your job? Are you, you know, I mean, there are so many ways we could identify ourselves, but ultimately I think what it comes down to, and I'm, I want to talk about this one thing here in a second, but really quick. Um, I think what it comes down to is you are who you decide to be. Mm -hmm. okay. Exactly. And how do you get to choice though? Right. Well, you don't even know you have a choice until exactly. you do. <laughs> exactly. And, right. And that's why I call this a silver lining of going through recovery because most people never have to take the time to figure that out because they just did what they did and they became who they are in a way, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain that. But some people think that, that life happens to them. And maybe we thought that until we got to the point where we decided to change that, right? But, well, I don't know. I won't talk about all that. All right. <laughs> I do have an interesting um, one I want to touch on here is from Crystal. Um, mm -hmm. She said, here's a weird perspective. I mixed race. So I had parents telling their kids who, and what what and who I am based on or was based off my minority race. So that's a messed up thing. I'm, I'm going to guess Wait, what I didn't understand parents she's biracial. And she uh -huh. says one of her, wherever she lived, what the parents of those kids were telling their kids who she was or wasn't based on her minority race. So basically she's been told for her whole life by some people outside of herself who weren't her family directly i guess people at school and stuff like that 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 she was black or white or whatever race you know minority the minority race that she has i'm guessing she might have gone to school where there were less of the minority race mm -hmm. there yeah and then you and then you are um you're having everyone's prejudice and opinions and viewpoints projected and on you right and you're and like you're, i'm just a kid man let's leave me. let me be a yeah. kid yeah yeah i have several cousins who are who are mixed race and and they struggled um my my sister's children are beautiful amazing children but they are also so but it's different oh, today I than it was. I, yeah i i, I heard this um in our house yeah that yeah mm -hmm. yeah not not well, from, yeah not from um, actually anyway long story with that one but, <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. but yeah yeah no i've heard that from many friends yeah that it is depending on your age especially mm -hmm. um and conflicting and confusing and like evaluation of your worth and who you are based on other people's opinion of something that is completely skewed right and something they don't i mean the, the truth is people are people and that's yeah. it that's, that's <laughs> I, <people. laughs> yeah i mean anyway but i i think that's probably a very real toxic issue mm -hmm. it's still happening i'm not saying it's not still happening. oh totally think, but yeah mm -hmm. you know but when we were kids i think it was acceptable 
when we were kids. Uh, not, yeah. not not really, but you know what I mean, like society wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember spending the night with my cousin and one night um I was we were all sleeping in the same bed, like four of us. And and one thing that was said that night was like they they you know they were like, I wish I was this and I wish I was that. And I was like, you guys are beautiful. What are you talking about? And they, you know, the, there's this whole thing that they they explained to me. They said, well, you know, the the white girls don't like us because we're this way and the black girls don't like us because we're that way and we just feel like we don't know what to do with ourselves and you know mm-hmm. I had no concept from you know like how do you, how do you time, say? Yeah. I just said well I love you guys and I think just be yourself you know what are you, you going to say you're 10 years old you know what I mean right I said mm-hmm. the, most thing, the, the best thing I knew how to say in with no experience doing what they're doing you know mm-hmm. living that life but I I know that all I knew is I loved them I thought they were beautiful and amazing <laughs> you know what I'm saying but but I think it's well, I mean, on a, on another slightly weird note, um, I was my mother did her very best to hide my my father's ethnicity from me for my whole life, and I found out anyway. <laughs> but it's crazy. Um, okay. It is. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's just why why even? It doesn't anyway. make sense. Yeah. No, but Crystal, that that definitely could could get to your head and, mm-hmm. and make you feel, you know some kind of way about people um she's saying later think, on that i sometimes wonder if my narcissist x zeroed in on me because i'm mixed race and those in my minority race treat women as second class and maybe he thought i was going to be the same Ooh, i i can't Either speak to that higher. personally yeah but. that's an interesting thought though and also um you know yeah that's horrible horrible thought and also you're probably, I think our, probably not too yeah. far off if you're suspecting it. Yeah, our society up to a point gives certain people passes, um, and I'm talking about men. <laughs> Sorry, men, but women too, though, in different ways, right? Like female narcissists are very often not noticed by people because they're mothers and they're, you know, or they're just they're taking care of someone, or they're, you know, there are some who are pretty out there, <laughs> but the mothers get looked over a lot, which is why a lot of people think we don't have as many female narcissists. Oh my gosh, I would say there's probably more women. Just based I almost on, think that, yeah. Yeah, based on the amount of moms that are out there that are- I mean- Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh. and I, there are certain tendencies I think moms can have. Like, I think it's, even though, and I, how do I put this? So when I was growing up, if I did anything wrong, my mother would always say, you did this to hurt me. And mm-hmm. I, I guarantee if I'd even thought of her in that moment, I wouldn't have done it, right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, today, I, I heard myself say in my head, not today, right now, but in the last 10 years, I heard myself say in my head when my kid did something that I thought was terrible and awful. Um, I, I never said it out loud because I knew from what it felt like, but I said in my head, he's doing this to hurt me. And I thought, what? Whose <laughs> narrative is that? See right. right there. That's a perfect example of how we're taught to not be ourselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect, and you catch it and you know, it's, you know, it's someone else's voice. Yeah. Because I logically understand that if he had yeah, thought of me, yeah. that, you and know, and yet I mean. he still had the feeling, the feeling. I had the feeling for a second, yeah, yeah. for yeah, and so for a but, hot minute, you weren't you. That's right, and and I thankfully I I did you know figure that out before the words came. Right. No, I mean that's, <laughs> that's a really good yeah. example of that though. And so how do you how do we become who we're supposed to be? I, that's it, and I think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is choosing, making it's a, a conscious it's choice. All knowing we have choice. Right. And then, and then choosing. Right. right. And even be- to, it's like leaping outside of that neural pathway and choosing yes. something different, even though it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable and you maybe don't know what to choose yet. Right. You yeah. know what you do? What I do is if I don't know what to choose yet, I'm perfectly happy to say so. Like, you know, it, what I mean is I'm not, I used to have so much shame around my, my whole self, everything that I am, everything that I was. And at some point in my life, maybe I'm just old, I don't know, and I'm just kidding. No, I've been doing the work. <laughs> but I got to this point where I realized what really matters and what really doesn't matter mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a process. <laughs> but I think just understanding what is and isn't yours. Yes. Is a, like, and it can just be a matter of just questioning it. Yeah. Where does I, it come from? Is this, mm-hmm. is this my actual thought? Right. Yeah. Just like that story I told you, I've told you guys a thousand times probably, but some of you might not have heard it yet. <laughs> when I, the time I was at the grocery store and the lady handed me back my change and she's like, here's your change, honey. <laughs> I, I didn't instantly without even thinking about it, I bristled. And it was because growing up, I realized on the, I was polite, of course, but inside I felt like, hmm. but then on the way home, I'm like, why do I care if an old lady calls me honey at the grocery store? Like, what does that even mean? 
And I thought about it and I realized that it was because when I was 10 years old, my mother had a whole conversation with me about how she, because she had me young and she always felt very self-conscious of that. And so she would always try to act older. So if people called her honey or sweetie or baby or whatever, she would feel insulted Uh by that, Uh right? And so she felt like they were talking down. And so automatically in my little 10 year old brain that became the law. (laughs) So people, do you know what I'm saying? And that really was never a problem. I don't care, you call me whatever, just call me baby. Okay, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, thoughts. For no, that's good. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is good from Fender Gal. She says, "My mother tells me I don't really mean what I say when I'm expressing something. I correct her now. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's important. I mean, if you, you know, there are some toxic parents who are a little bit toxic, but you know, you can maintain boundaries, boundaries, and get through it, and that." It's great. I mean, some people don't need, you, sometimes when it's your parent, you don't need to go no contact, right? Um, but sometimes you do, and you'll know whether that's what it is. But when it comes to a relationship, you know, a romantic or a friendship, yeah, you've got to say what you think, but you also have to, no, you don't have to say what you think. <laughs> Hold on. Personally, I don't actually advise that to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just move on, up, move on up. But um, I'm all over the place. Sorry, do you, do you, do you have a thing? Um, I hear many times still in quotes, I'm imagining hearing in her head, I know you better than you know yourself. <gasps> I've literally heard those words. Who else? How is that? I wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, keep talking. Sorry. No, no, that's it. Yeah, that's a, it's a, yeah. what they, they do. They do because, and by doing that to a little child or to mm-hmm. a young person, they're like, oh my gosh. I mean, you could tell your kids you have eyes in the back of your head. I said that once as a joke because my kids were like, how do you know when we're fighting in the back of the car? And they were little enough. I said, I have eyes in the back of my head, but I was totally <laughs> kidding. And I'm like, ha ha ha, you know? Right. And my younger one for years was always looking at the back of my head. And I'm like, and then finally he said, oh my gosh, I thought you really had eyes there. I'm like, did I say that? <laughs> I, I remember now I was totally playing with you guys because you were, because I caught yeah. you being naughty in the back <laughs> and, and each other. My, yeah. <laughs> my grandpa used to do but that. But see, you say things <laughs> like to a child and they believe it as truth. Especially, yes, especially when you are their parent. <laughs> exactly. And so when you say things like, I know you better than you know yourself after a child had done something. Right. And so they're feeling caught and guilty for right. something that's totally normal, probably. Yeah. They're, they're going to believe that they, they don't know who, who they are and their parents right. tell them who they are and direct everything they do. It's exactly. okay. Narcissists control you. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it is crazy. I, I have, um, I actually have more than one attorney client right now. That's weird. But um, I, one of them is they're both gorgeous and amazing and would blow you all, you know, you would love them. But the point is not that the point is that <laughs> One of them has allowed someone to um, take her to the point where she doesn't even recognize her beauty and her intelligence and everything. She's literally like, I don't know. I feel like she, I just think it, it always amazes me when I see such gorgeous people, you know, people here, people, clients, I'm sure at least you've experienced it too, where you're just like, are you like <laughs> from, a, from an outside perspective, if you didn't understand narcissistic abuse you would think these are people who are highly accomplished have good hearts have beautiful faces whatever whatever you know what i'm saying like there should be no logical reason that they would think what do they got to be upset about kind of like they're nearly perfect and i'm over here like what (laughs) but i understand why you know what i mean yes of course yeah that's the part they've been taught to not know who they are yes and then to see who they are when they are as oh it's really hard for uh what I call my A-type women clients. It's not, not so much with men, with right. the um, that are hi- hyper achievers. I mean, they are super achievers. Mm-hmm. They're super go-getters. They're mm-hmm. successful. They're beautiful. They're put together. Right. They're, they don't have to do much. They just kind of slap it on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that, right? Okay. So there's and me over I, here with spackle. Go on. My, oh, and that they, they, a lot of people were taught to achieve. You must achieve that's who you are. You're an achiever. You do well, you do this, you do that. So they were kind of pushed into this. And then at the same time told, don't you brag? Yeah. 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 
just because you your face is pretty doesn't mean you can get away you know like it's so they were they were fed all the information about how amazing and beautiful they are in a love balmy golden child kind of way uh -huh. but not it's more there's got to be another category it's not a golden child it's the achiever it's the one that the parent the narcissistic parent often the invisible fast child. tracks they, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah and they fast track that child to to succeed on everything and, it's, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and they're told at the same time, uh, you're not worth anything. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. the worst part, because on the one hand, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. And that's the, so the mother or the father will tell them, like, let me, let me go back to an attorney person for a moment. Um, the mother pushed, pushed, I, this one of my people is, is that way. Her mother pushed, 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 and she became, you know, lots of things <laughs> beauty queen uh, attorney etc cetera, etc cetera, all these things um and then it was you know it's 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 not that hard you you know you're just whatever you went to a lot of what you know like <laughs> they kind of uh, basically you were given it all so what it what you, you've not achieved anything and that is not possible uh, no. as far as i'm aware for, no. for law school and passing the bar no you, she did the work she's deserved I, her right. own yeah mm -hmm. and and then the thing is you know, a lot of times the people, the, the we're, we're talking a lot about parents here because, but the fact that it, it carries on. So the, the narcissist or the toxic person in your relationship, if you happen to run into another toxic person and you marry them or you stay with them or whatever, you end up, even friendships, you end up losing yourself because they continue, they almost pick up where your parents left off and you're already messed up from your parents. Right. <laughs> You just, and, you just keep yeah. sitting on the same lie over and over again with different yeah. people. Mm -hmm. It feels normal to you. It feels normal. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So uh, how are you? Are you Ellen, okay on time? Uh, yeah. Ellen was saying, I think being pretty make, made uh, people think I was automatically dumb. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm not saying I'm pretty, but I am saying I've had people think I'm dumb even recently. And I kind of enjoy it now <laughs> because, <laughs> because seriously, please underestimate me. I'm like, I am a little scattery and I am a little this and that and the other thing. And I do laugh a lot and I try to have a good time, but um, that doesn't make me stupid. That makes me super fun. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> and see, right there is another, you're doing these great example, like in action examples right there is an example of someone telling you who you are and what you are. And yeah. you having your own your own valuation of yourself based right. on what you know of yourself. Exactly. Not and the thing, choosing yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of women in general, if you dare to put on some makeup, you know, or wears like, and I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong with it, okay, with wearing makeup or not. I don't give a snipe. Whatever makes you happy. But <laughs> but when someone else tells you, oh, because you look this way, you like pink, you whatever, they don't tell you that. They just look at you and assume things about you and maybe say say things to you that make you know that they think you're not smart you know so um i got about two more minutes i'm really sorry i just realized how we're not i couldn't believe really this but anyway someone okay <laughs> where were we <laughs> um let's see hello um so are you still there can you hear me i'm here i'm looking for okay i have one from fatima that i will bring up um, I'm constantly planning and obsessing over the future because I'm terrified of worst case scenario. So I always rely on others for reassurance and safety. Now, I know, I happen to know that you're pretty young, Fatima, um, and I know that your situation is, if I remember correctly, there's a sibling, right? And you're with parents or did you guys move? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Peggy offers good advice, says getting feedback is normal and healthy, needing constant validation is something that only comes when you realize, oh, not needing constant validation is something that you, you know, thank you, that uh, <laughs> that comes only comes when you realize that you're fine just the way you are, that you're worthy. Um, well, and part of yeah. it is, is, you know what? It's okay to make mistakes. Nobody told you that, right, ever? Yeah. Right, it's, right. It's normal. It's not right. only normal, it's healthy to make mistakes, to have things fail, to have things not work out the right way, because then you learn what does work for you and how to change things and how to grow things. And, and you have different experiences and it's not a bad thing. Right. 
um, no one tells us that you don't need other people's approval. You are allowed to have your own opinion. That's another thing we're not told. <laughs> you're, yes. you're, you know, oh my gosh, yes, uh, your own opinion is valid and worth hearing too. Whether it's That's right true. or wrong, you Correct. get to, you get to make your own mistakes. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, and, <laughs> and to me that. I'm still thinking, I'm not sure. Like I know logically, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I know. I know. But we have to be open to who we are. Yeah. Oh, we have by to the way, most... to ask for help and you know, That's right. we, we know where to get the help if we need it. We don't have to yes. have all the answers. A hundred percent. That's right. Um, this is interesting. Um, uh, I am a ma. I'm just going to say I am. What is that? M O two M I N. What do you think that is? You know, Motivate. okay, no. woman, Motivate. Motivate. Okay, I'm just gonna say I am. Okay, I am says <laughs> uh, everybody should unite together and start filtering the new generation. I want to talk about that really quick. Um, and by the way, LNC, I think that you are pretty okay to say so. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, says everybody should. Um, I am a whatever says everybody should unite together and start filtering the new generation. I think that this is part of what we're doing here right now. And what I mean is um, we can't change the past, but we can change what happens next. So if we, for example, treat our children in such a way that they know that they have minds that are functional, <laughs> opinions that matter and thoughts and feelings that matter and all that stuff, you know, we can, you know, and then balanced with accountability and teaching them empathy and things like that. I mean, we can really change the next from, up, from here on out. You know what I mean? We could take what happened. And I think if you look closely, there is some of that happening from very early on. I mean, in the Victorian days, they had all these really unhealthy poisons in their house. <laughs> As a society, we're moving up. Anywho. All right. Um, Lise, how is your, I think I'm going to have to go in just a minute, but do you have another one you want to pull up? I'm looking real quick. Um... Oh, I like this one from Barbara. I'll say this really quick. Um, for She says, how can we possibly grow if we don't make mistakes now and then. I know that's not completely a whole thought here, but it kind of does, it's a good, important thing to point out um, because we are going to make mistakes. And, and, and if we don't continue to beat ourselves up, but instead we take time to go, wait a minute, that was a mistake. Let me think about that, why did that happen? Or wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't have done, you know, I shouldn't have always been this religion. I should have been that one, <laughs> whatever. I'm, I shouldn't use religion, but whatever it is that you think you believe, you have to be willing to unthink it if you're going to evolve as a human. Go on, Lisa, I'm sorry. PR has one that's good here. It says, it's a great thing to think that when someone is gaslighting or projecting, et cetera, it's not about you, it's their issue. That's what I've been saying over and over and over. Yes, it is about them, it's not about you. So then yes. people say though, like, aside from that, I'll say, people will come, like they'll say, Lise, Blah, blah, blah. And they'll tell me exactly that. They did this production. I go, okay, number one thing that wasn't about you. That's about them. That's their yes. issue. That's their opinion. That's their perspective. That's them. But right. if I hadn't done the thing, they wouldn't have done, they wouldn't have treated me this way. And again, I say, no, you can do anything with a narcissist and they're still going to do the things they do because it's how they act. There is no right. perfect person that can out do narcissism in another person you can't really sure. you, you can't be anything other than the projection other than the projection of their delusion mm -hmm. that they put on you that's all you can be so yeah. it doesn't matter i mean because i can remember doing everything really perfect one day like mm -hmm. like perfect according to the rules right, right. we learned the rules and then watching him say the words that he would say if i weren't being perfect and i would oh. be like whoa, it really is him. Because I know, I know I watched myself do it. I did the thing perfect according to his rules. Yeah. And still he's like, you're very rude and disrespectful. And I'm like, They'll find, right. They'll find something, right? Something. Yeah. And yeah. So you see, it's, it's, it isn't about us. It's never. Yeah. And they try to tell you it's about you for so long that you believe yep. it. Right. Yeah. And often they, they go like, even when literally there's nothing, like Lisa just said, nothing you could have done differently as far as you're aware. Mm -hmm. And it was every prescribed step and and cell of the, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, there's a, 
there's something else wrong. And the reason is, in my opinion, they are dumping emotional garbage on you <laughs> often. And that's just an extra, extra bonus to the, to the manipulation and control because, you know, they're, they can't do that to other people in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. They can't, like, if they go to work, they can't vomit no. all over someone. Oh, well, they do, but then it's sometimes, it's less, but, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> less, right. less personal. Less venom, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they come home and they just find everything to complain about. And there it is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, I want to say this is from Barbara. She says, um, children might take it literally. She said, when my father said he might be fired, I pictured a big bon big bonfire. I think that's cute. Um, it's, it's funny, but it is true. I, I, have, I remember taking certain things literally, like, like Santa Claus um, being able to see me when I'm sleeping. And knowing what I'm doing when I'm awake and all this stuff. Oh boy, I really went crazy with that one. <laughs> Prayers and everything to Santa Claus. Uh, I was really offended. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Fifi McGee says, doing much better now at an amazing, an amazing place at 52, but still struggling. We, we've all, you know, you're not the only one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, Starry Night doesn't speak to the entire family anymore, is the scapegoat. Same, except for my nuclear family that I mostly created. <laughs> One of them didn't come out of my body. That's my my husband. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> technically. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. What's the question? I'm looking for okay. it. Ah, I'm looking, looking. Okay. Um. Sorry. Chat. Fine. Chat. Okay. Um. Melissa says I sold myself short a lot until I met my husband and thought how lucky I was because I felt like I didn't deserve him. Now that's actually a really good point because I, I think I, okay, I did that with my, my ex a little bit. Um, I, I wanna say it was almost like obsessive with him, um, but <laughs> the truth was <laughs> in that case, he didn't deserve me, but, <laughs> but uh, only because I didn't, you know, I jumped in like an idiot because he, he was like, here I am. And I was like, I need people, <laughs> you know, for the past now. Uh, oh, Crystal had her kids convinced that she was able to see through walls. She could see their reflection in glass. So she knew what they were doing in another room. I love it. <laughs> I mean, when they were little kids, that's funny, but I'm sure you didn't always. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was to the joke of like yeah. glass in the back of the head. I mean, you know, when you say things like that, it's like such a cliche. I know. Like I got eyes in the back of my head. Like, the, how are they believing me? And then you realize, right. oh my god, they, that was you know from doing from that experience, I realized how impressionable my children were to the words I said, and it made me more careful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even though that was silly, and it you know, but it yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. You got one more question for us? I don't. Ah, I can't That's find okay. the question. It's Ricky Spanish says, "Thank you for all you do." Yesterday was three years divorce. From the narcissist, life became awesome. I am so happy to hear that, Ricky. Big hugs to you and congratulations. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, whenever you're ready, just break, break in. I'm just going to keep talking until you. I, keep talking. Your... I don't know. It might yeah. be way back. I don't know. Let's start over. Okay. Yeah. I just know um, there was a question. Something about just leaving a narcissist. It sounded like someone needed some help. So I was didn't okay. want to leave them. Before oh, Anita says it's four four years to take it's taken four years to leave. Still awful. Feel you. Mm -hmm. Um, it does get better if you choose to. I would focus on healing and focus on trying to find things that make you happy, and yeah. it gets better. It, it will get better every day, this much. <laughs> but it, eventually, yeah. Yeah, it it takes time and it takes effort. Right. And redirecting your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking about them. Start thinking about you. Once you realize for real that this was never about you, it was always right. about a selfish person who can only think inside their own head about themselves. Right. Then why give them an ounce more attention? I mean, I get why, because you're trauma bonded and you are, you're thinking. Right, logically, we get, yeah. And you know, you're missing the love, quote unquote, that they gave you and whatever. But it's, that person is never going to be anything other than they are. Right. That's right. They cannot. I mean, okay, that's not true. I really believe that at the very core, if they were to get, and I'm laughing because it's, it's never happened, but if they were to go through like 
maybe inpatient treatment for like a year <laughs> and have like constant um, directed therapy that was very, you know, with qualified professionals. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe they like, know. They maybe. might have to also live on an island where they were, um, <laughs> where they chose to serve the community around them. Ah. And then on that island, um, they'd be faced with obstacles like that, that let them push up against their own ego and have to like really work at, there'd have to be a really interesting. Sounds like a great reality show. <laughs> Narcissist Island. <laughs> they would you're, have to you're, learn. You're off. Yeah. They, the play. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we get to be the judges, okay? Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, yes, narcissist island. It would literally have to be that that extreme, though. And really, I know, yeah, yeah. They don't. It, I, I've talked before it's about way that. easier, you guys. It's way easier for them to just move on. Yeah. and find someone else that will take their nonsense for however many years they take it. That's how it goes. I mean, yeah. that's how it goes. It's way easier. I mean, heck, it's way easier for us to just, like, it would be easier if we could, but yeah. we're so traumatized from it that right. the thing is they're not traumatized right. from that's us. Right. They may be from other things in their life, but instead of facing it, they're avoiding it. Right, 100%, yeah, yep. Um, Absolutely. Oh, okay. So Anita had said, why is it still hurting after it being so long? Um, and then Mystique says, because everything that you thought you knew was a lie and this will take time to get over the betrayal. One, that's number one. Also trauma bonding mm -hmm. is real. <laughs> that was the question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like drug addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems so silly because like probably in your logical mind, you're like, thank goodness that person's out of my life, right? Right. But this other, this other part of you can't find, like you have no closure. That's a big thing that happens with most of them. Even if it took you four years and even if you had it figured out in your own head, they somehow managed to rip the wound open at the last minute. So there's no healing, no help with healing from them. No closure. Um, right. Okay. And then they're hoovering and making it worse half the time. So, and not letting you, let's just be friends. Oh, let's, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Anita goes. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Anita, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say, Anita goes on to say, um, I have gone no contact as much as I can. Now he's saying horrible things to my son about me. This is a smear campaign, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is one of those things that it's a common part of the cycle. It doesn't feel good, but depending on the age of your son, um, as long as he's over like three or four, five, you could probably just gently tell your son, you know, if your son says, well, dad says this, and then you can just say, well, do you think that's true? And if he says yes, then you can explain why it's not true. If he says no, then you can explain again why it's not true. You know, uh, gently and not, um, not focusing on dad, but focusing on the fact that dad lied about. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do we know how old Anita's son is? Anita, can no. you put that in the chat really quick? Let's see. Um, I can't. Okay. Well, either way, um, I'm watching the bottom of the chat. I, I don't see it yet, but I probably yeah, just. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Hey, Bonnie. Um, we have a whole mod squad here, I think. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, or at least the regulars, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So I think what it comes down to is <laughs> they need to be left alone and deserted on Narcissist Island. And I had this image of like the show starts <laughs> and they're all there and they're all like, you know, like you know. looking at it themselves, and then they're, and they're looking at each other and like, oh, and then and then you see the helicopter, and then it just goes and it goes away, and that's it. The show's over. The show's over. They're all like, no, who will worship us? Okay. That's fabulous. Okay, wait. Here's a question. I'm just beside myself, married to someone with TBI. I didn't realize it could cause. Oh, one day he looked. Yeah, actually, I've done a couple of videos. Oh, on yeah. Mm -hmm. TBI and it can become or or at least resemble narcissistic personality mm -hmm. disorder. Because it's comparing the part of the brain where empathy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really sucks. Um, that one's a really difficult one, but I'll tell you this much. If on a daily basis, this person is actively, you know, belittling you, abusing you verbally, physically, otherwise, emotionally, psychologically, yeah, that that's something to think about. Um, you may need to. You, okay, here's my 
I was gonna put it out there. It sucks. It, everybody, you know, around you might be like, "How dare you, leave, you know, leave or whatever when they've been through this horrible thing." Um, but if they're treating you like a narcissist treats people they love or claim to love, I don't, I don't think you have to stay. I mean, you could still care about that person. You could still even help direct his care or whatever it is that you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be romantically involved with that person. No, um, you don't have to stay in something that is so yeah. harmful to you that it's actually harming you. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Barbara, <laughs> Barbara thinks we should pitch Narc Island as a, a reality series. <laughs> I do know some people in reality TV. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can make some calls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They probably, you know. Anyway, I'm sure nobody's really interested in that because most of the people on those shows. Oh, there, yeah. That's no one wants to see. Yeah. Well, I just say <laughs> that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only if it, oh, people would only want to see it if they really did leave them on the island forever. I think. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. For for the one the TBI thing, you know, you could try the same tactics as we would try with narcissists. Um, there is a chance that, I mean, usually with TBI, and when they get to the point where the personality disorder comes through, probably it's not going to change. Um, I would definitely, you know, do some research, maybe talk to some doctors, but it, did the TBI happen before or after the marriage is my question number one. Was the narcissistic, were the narcissistic traits, traits there before or after, exactly. and are we just worse now, or was this right. like a complete personality shift? Right, right. I mean, and one thing when you're living with, and you can, so, so we have videos on, I know I do, and I know Angie does, mm -hmm. on when you can't leave, what do you do? Yes. So try to research those maybe. And um, one thing that's really important is have your own life, have your own, be your own person. Come back to yeah. our original topic here, which is how do you be you in life yeah. and not what yeah. you're told to be. And right. um, be your own person, have your own life, have your own things so that you have things outside of the relationship that yeah. fulfill you, that feed your um, emotional needs, have some good girlfriends or like fun friends or whatever that give you joy and are, are low drama and, you know, um, people in your life that support you outside of that. So you're not just sitting with people talking about the, the yucky stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and if you, if you are choosing to stay in, then you kind of, that's where I've seen people be successful is when they do that. Yeah. And it doesn't right. mean it's easy, you know? Yeah, a couple things really quick. Um, number one, we have that same lady um, did see our video. I think, I think lady um, did see the video on the TBI, at least one of ours. <laughs> um, and then said, wait a minute, WWD is her name. Uh, then said, yeah, it's they're being sabotaged by this person. Um, and the situation here, but uh, then likes the idea of Narc Island. He's 68, TBI long before the marriage, worse now that he's sober, disabled, can't leave. Church is supportive, but awkward because sometimes he goes to church, I guess. Yeah, that's rough, my friend. That's rough, but, mm -hmm. but definitely it sounds like you're doing the best that you can. And, you know, if you ever need like coaching or, or group coaching or anything like that, you can definitely reach out. Lisa does an amazing low cost coaching program for the group coaching. Um, you want to tell, tell them about it really quick, Lise? Hmm, we meet Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4.30, Fridays at 11 Pacific and right now. And um, uh, it's four weeks. You can come to as many meetings as you like or want uh, for $60. And it is, um, you can start anytime. There's not a class. It's a group. And $60 a month. A month. Sorry, $60 a month. Yeah, with for, the, four, with the for four weeks. Yeah. So whenever I you mean, start, yeah, four weeks. And there's also a chat. We just switched over to a fabulous app that Angie has been creating <laughs> together and all of that. And um, yeah. we just switched. You like it? Is it working? It's yeah. awesome. We have our own. Sorry, I've been, we haven't talked yet. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked yet today. I have, we have our own little side of it for the group. And um, so I keep Separate it from everybody. Keep yeah. it really um, simple. So it's not and private. a lot of stuff and it's private and mm -hmm. there's chat there. Anyway, that's awesome. And you also have access, you already have the app. So if you want Angie's stuff, it's right there too. And Beeping. yep. It's a good deal. Yeah. yeah. But the fact, first of all, 
just the fact that, I mean, I, just the fact that it's $60 for the whole month to me, I, I've told you guys before, I think it's too cheap, <laughs> but it's so important that it's a mission in itself. You know what I mean? It is a mission. So, in itself. It's, it's, it's the, I, the added support people get on a regular basis. It's huge. Have, it's huge. It really does can help uh, propel healing if you use it. If yes. And it. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I watch people go from, all kinds of stages and all over and then eventually we're talking about stuff in their careers or stuff in their life yeah. so it becomes about them and yeah. it's fantastic right? it is in yeah. fact i i have a couple several clients who have I, I have more coming by the way who i've you know they want a little extra support and they're still working with me in coaching but then they you know they want to, what this is 24 7 support practically i mean practically, because you have, yeah i mean you, know what I mean? you can yeah because right. the chat feature in the app basically in the right. app you have access to each other to chat and then i try to come in and, and help when right. i can. right yeah. and so it's it's but it's again it's such a small group of, smaller than our thousands and thousands of which are still out there the free support groups and we still monitor we still make sure that they're great but but in this case it's like i don't know i like i said it goes by well, it goes well by itself it goes well with other coaching and with therapy it's just a really nice place to get a little extra personal support. So that's a possibility. I don't know your budget situation, but it sounds like you could use someone to talk with. So that's yeah. why I'm throwing that out there. Um, and also we have coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Lisa has it. I have it. My schedule's a little bit fuller than hers at the moment. So it might be able to take a minute to get in, but you could try. <laughs> Otherwise, Lisa might have some more things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Um, anyway, well, I don't know. Some weeks you get we're busy and then you I get, oh yeah it's just we're in different time zones though so that's right I, that's right what what is late for you is early for me and so it right. and then what's you know midday yeah. because of the different time zones it helps to spread it actually out. works out really well that way it does yeah i don't do evenings anymore and um and, and i think you your should... evening is my afternoon so right so, so it's, yeah. it's good yeah <laughs> right on okay i have to say spock says um i can't believe how narcissists can light a pastor's which is extremely unacceptable. And this is what I want to say about that. Um, they lie to everyone. Yeah, go ahead. Pastors are narcissists too sometimes. Some oh more. yeah. Not always. There are some really good ones, but some of them are. I personally know this very personally. Um, and, and and there are lots and lots of really amazing pastors, by the way. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just saying it can be a thing. Um, but if, if they, they can lie to anyone, like Lee said, it's not, not to do with being a pastor. It's to do with they want you to know what they need you to know to give them what they need to get from you. Otherwise, they're not interested in telling you stuff. Mm -hmm. True, right? And they yeah. don't have they don't hold anyone higher than themselves, including anything spiritual. Right. So right. a narcissist right. doesn't see a pastor as anything more than another person. Which technically they're not. <laughs> I know, but I mean <laughs> but yeah. when you are in a when you're in a practicing in a faith. Sure. You might think that would be the last person I'd like. Well, that's valid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. But you, they don't guys, see them as another person. Okay, I worded that wrong. As another person that is exactly the same as every other person, which is lesser than them. <laughs> exactly. Everything, everything. Yeah. Everyone's lesser yeah. than them. Mm -hmm. I will. I will just clarify for those who don't know. My, my one of my narcissists was a pastor so, oh so, so i'll just make that clear before uh, yeah. so I, i'm not trying to be weird about it <laughs> no no i understand and that's yeah totally that's yeah. which is why i made the point of yes they are still human and all that <laughs> heck yeah, yeah. And, and, and a good one wouldn't would say that absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah, uh -huh. yeah. anyway lying is on language <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> yeah oh it is it that's is actually a, a very accurate too Mm -hmm. really, it really is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay, first of all, Druid, Druid has the low, low contact gray rock, give him one way ticket to Narc Island. Yes. Um, they also try to stop referring to them as your narc. Yes. You agreed. just own and completely replace my with the words the. matter, choose them wisely. Yeah. There's two, okay, yes, and. And. For some people mm -hmm. to say to own that as an experience is very difficult. Mm -hmm. can't believe they've been victimized they can't believe they've had this happen they're in they're in a, such a dissociative state mm -hmm. about the situation that sometimes using the word my actually helps them connect the fact that that person hurt them and it keeps that person away so 
For some people, my isn't a bad thing. For some people, it is keeping them in the loop of exactly like you're saying. It's yes, the language is important. So I guess it's knowing who you are. And if you're saying my narcissist and every time you say that you feel a pull of that person still with you, time to change the words. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to in more recent articles and more recent videos, I've tried to pull away from that my saying your narcissist myself because of that very reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although in my older stuff that you're still gonna say (laughs) we're all growing together. Um well it changes it really depends on who you're talking to and what I mean you know because you've talked to bazillion people as well yeah. like some people yeah. I, I find it actually helps them yes I agree own, own the experience not yeah. own not own the uh stuff the narcissist did yeah and what it, what it turns out is that in this in this particular group not not necessarily the group that's here today but the people who have been through here <laughs> um, a lot of them uh, are very triggered by certain things so I try to go as neutral as possible with oh this. yeah you know I mean? <laughs> totally so, yeah uh-huh. Yeah, and I respect it because I'm triggered by weird stuff too. You know what I mean? I like the word, the term, the narcissist that was in your life. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. because then it's yeah. both. It's kind of both, and yeah, and then just how about that person we don't need to even be thinking about anymore? <laughs> like you know, yeah, the one who shall not be named. The one who there's no <laughs> like who who oh, shall not be ma'am, named. Ma'am. That one? Wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, some of my clients choose to put like. In their in their phones, they'll put like um, DNA, which means do not answer, or something like when you know, so that when they, you know, when they call you, then yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, or they'll put other words, you know, that we don't need to talk about today. Funny words that I laugh at when they tell me, but <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so wait a minute. WWD. I wanted to say um, one of our um, mod squatters, Bonnie, has been in a sort of similar similar situation some somebody else i recently oh i can't even talk about that when i don't have permission but and i'm not going to tell you anything too much about bonnie's story either because but it doesn't matter um her business to tell but i'm just saying she might know a little bit and one of lisa's clients who usually is here also similar but i, I don't want to again tell stories so come back next week and see us um and we'll, we'll try to help you feel a little bit more supported either way um, Bonnie, I want to say, Bonnie says, um, my narcissist mother passed in August, but still have other narcissists to deal with. Um, sad and confusing when a nar- narcissist parent dies because it's so your parent. Yeah, especially when you've been in contact with Bonnie, you tried, Bonnie had taken care of her mother for many, many years and only just, just not too long before I started to pull away. So I know that's painful. Um, and it is still your parent and I wouldn't take away any of your, I wouldn't say you have no right to any grief I and mean, you have you feel what you feel and that's okay. That's all, that's what I'll say. It is upsetting when your parent dies, whether you were close to them or not. I mean, of course. Yeah, it it's, is. It has, there's a feeling, there's an emotion that comes, there's a, yeah. a grief. There's so no many, I'm sure. Grief. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions. So right. mm-hmm. because you have the, the parent you wanted to have had the parent you did have, and then you had this idea parent in your head that like, almost like the one you wanted to have the one that they were when they were being really, really good. And this, it's just a, it's a confusing mess. Whatever you feel is okay. Let me tell you that. I've, I've talked to a lot of clients, whether their narcissist parent died or their narcissist spouse died. Um, it's, it's always confusing. And sometimes people feel guilty because they don't know that they're allowed to feel as relieved as they do. Oh yeah, I was thinking that too when you were talking. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, sometimes they're relief and then there's yeah. guilt. And then guilt. there's relief and guilt and guilt and relief. Because people come to them and they go, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. You must be devastated. And they're thinking, well, no, not really, but you know, and so what I'm saying is whatever it happens to be for you, I support you and you are allowed to feel anything that you need to feel as you process that grief, but do process it as as you can. And when you're ready, Mm -hmm. big hugs to you, my friend. Okay. Anything else that you want to touch on before we get, I don't see anything. Okay. Oh, I like this. Barbara says be Teflon. Don't let their projection stick. Yes, please. I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Paradise without people is boring too, says I am a, what is that? Is that, I don't, I, I too, Matwin, Matwin, Matwin. Okay. Hey, I am a M. Could you please phonetically type the last word of your name right now real quick? Because I would love to know how to say it properly next time. I I, I don't want to mess that up. Okay. Oh, my pleasure, Bonnie. Um, okay, Lisa. Um, yes. Let's see. Yes, if, if we can get that, that'd be great. I would like to stay all day, but I, 
have yeah, a couple of people waiting for me. So yes. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you. Um, we will see you next week. Please, uh, I don't know. Now, the last couple of times when I said to you, when is your thing, your next live stream over on your channel, you were like tomorrow. And then I saw you go live. Moomin. Okay, okay. Moomin. I am a Moomin. Oh my God. Oh, wait, that's what Ellen said. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that unless I am a tells me. Oh, here it goes. Believer. Okay. Oh, oh believer. Oh. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry for my ignorance. I didn't I didn't miss that one. Um, thank you. I love that. Actually, really cool. I'm a believer. Moomin is how you pronounce it, right? Moomin. Okay. You guys, I, I appreciate you and I'm oh mummin, says Ellen. Mummin. Okay. Thank you, Crystal. Um, thank you, Bonnie, Ellen C, Christine, UNA, Bonnie, all of our mod squad in the house. Crystal, hey, a member okay. in the house. Thank you guys. Um, I need to learn more about Ellen C because I did not know any of that that she just talked about. All right, you guys, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait, please. Next time Hi. you're on your channel. When is that gonna be? Oh. She's gonna say like another day, but then she might show up later today. I've seen this like in the I, last I, I don't know. I don't I don't That's have fair. I don't have my calendar. Let's pull Okay, it. we'll go into the description and make sure you subscribe to Lisa's channel. Hit the bell notification, right? Come and on. mine while you're here, I'm just saying. Yeah, just but, them all. And, we're all good. <laughs> we're all good. Uh, mostly. I mean, <laughs> all right. Anyway, we're regular people. We will see you guys next week. Thank you so much and go see go over to Lisa's channel and hit the subscribe and the bell notification. See you soon. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. All right, bye-bye. And I'm getting there. <laughs> Okay. Okay.